Listening Dog Media. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Offside Rule We Get It is brought to you by Continental Tyres. Hello there and welcome to the Offside Rule podcast. We get it with myself, Hayley McQueen, Yay. Kate Borsay and Lindsay Hooper Woo. wishing you a happy new year. Yeah. Woo! The Offside Rule podcast, of course, in 2016 is continuing with our partnerships of the three of us having our weekly love-in with our regular guests and also with Continental Tides, getting you to the game safely. We have plenty of things to discuss for the new year, but, but let's start by clearing out 2015. This is what happens when you have a new year, you make resolutions, you decide to clean your flat out like I have been doing for the last couple of days. Like you, Lindsay, I worked a lot over Christmas, was back in on the 27th and did every day right up until the 2nd of January. It's been it's been flat out, so my, my kitchen cupboards are have been sprung clean. What might I say that I have noticed, even from the moment I walked up your door, Hayley McQueen used to have um, like a back catalogue of Vogue magazines, didn't you? They've gone. A couple of roller boots, they were there, various various (laughs) pairs of shoes, yeah. Yeah. Who won't be staying at their clubs next year, or this year, in fact, 2016? We're we're talking about offloading, so a couple of players that you think surplus to requirements need to just get rid because of the, the, the money that they're either costing the club or the time that they're costing themselves in their careers when they could be actually playing football for another club. So we're going to have a couple of examples each. Um, we're also going to have a look at a transfer window, of course, which is well and truly open and a couple of the big, big deals that we think are going to go through. And we're going to start, though, because it is the new year with a New Year's resolution. So maybe we have one each and maybe we could give some to people in football, whether it's a club, a chairman, fans, stadium, footballers. What resolutions would you give and why? What do they need to be doing? I've taken to Twitter to get a couple of examples because mine were, 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 were pretty rubbish. Uh, but I mean, I always think they're great myself until I say them out loud and you two just look at me like, no, Hayley, it's not even funny. So... Shall we sp- I, I know that feeling from the Christmas cracker jokes. Oh, yes. Oh, I loved that. <laughs> right, let's start with you then, Linz. 
a couple of mine are observations that I've made. And one of them, I don't mean to be mean, <laughs> mean to be mean, um, especially when you start a new, a new year. But Carl Jenkinson, just close your ears for a second. <laughs> Bless him. Um, I have watched Carl Jenkinson playing for West Ham a few times over the last few weeks. Now, if I was him, I would make a New Year's resolution of I am not going to pass the ball sideways or backwards anymore. Because this is a player who I would say he's not the complete package, but one of the things he does have is pace. And he's not using it. In fact, I found him so frustrating to watch over the Christmas period. He always plays it safe. The sideways ball going back even as far as to the keeper, Adrian. Stop it. Just take the player on. Use that injection of pace. Start piercing defences and getting yourself into those good positions to maybe get an assist or two. I think that's what Bilic was urging him to do from the sidelines and it's certainly what I urge him to do. So if I was Carl Jenkins and make that resolution, I'm not going to pass the ball sideways or backwards any longer. And you know what? It might mean that I stay and remain a Premier League player, but if not, I would very much tip him for being a player that goes down into the Championship. Um, I'm going to shout a quick one out to Benitez. I mentioned this one earlier, but Rafa Benitez, your New Year's resolution should be be I must not punch above my weight he he and, and he always has done he's always had quite a high opinion of himself and that Real Madrid job was meant to be the pinnacle of his managerial career yet he's lasted a matter of months rather than years I think he was always punching above his weight fair enough to have a crack at it but that's not the kind of club that will let you have a crack at it you've either got to be successful or not that disastrous result against Barcelona um, one of the nails in the coffin there so for me Rafa Benitez know your limits stick to them because when you go to places like Napoli you are fairly successful and that works for you but don't punch above your weight Okay, Louis van Gaal, I will be my old self. That's right, have more fun with the press and don't let things get to me. That's what Louis should be telling himself. Do you think he's had enough mince pies? Yeah, well. Have you had enough mince pie? I could, st- I could still go on mince yeah, pie. I could, I could go on yeah. mince pie. I've got some leftovers, but they're in the bin. It's starting to go slightly stale, oh, so yeah. That's a shame. What about Sepp Blatter? Sepp, a new year a new you just tell the truth let go of FIFA take the punishment enjoy retirement mm. Zlatan Ibrahimovic would just continue to be Zlatan that, I, I, I imagine if he was to make a New Year's resolution he thinks well I cannot get any more perfect you know I can't do anything better in my life so I will just continue to be the greatest that there ever was Another one of my observations from watching West Ham, it, this one for Andy Carroll. <laughs> no, I know. Um, Andy Carroll, um, I will not copy my daughter Emily's hairstyles. Um, French plaits, they're not that fetching on you, Andy. No. Really not doing it. He might score a headed goal, a cracking header that I saw him score. But all I could think was, what are you doing with those plaits in your hair? Yeah, very, very true. Bit of fashion advice, actually. I took to Twitter to ask uh, some of my um, followers what they would do. Uh, Got a couple here for Jurgen Klopp, play a striker. Funnily enough, I've got one for Firmino. Just score more. I will score more. Two goals so far uh, this campaign. I think there's only one in the Premier League as well. Must score more. Must visualise the goal. Must understand where the goal is. Must score more. Well, as I should move away from West Ham because I've only concentrated on them so far. Um, I've got one for Fabregas, Cesc Fabregas. Um, I must, because he used to do this, something 
came naturally to him in, in this department, which somehow has gone missing. So I must, when I have a free kick or a corner, clear the first man. It's really getting on my nerves. Clear the first man. Actually, that applies to any footballer, doesn't it, who takes a set piece or a corner. Just get past the first man. And I'm also going to issue one to fans in general as well. As a New Year's resolution, I am really fed up to the back teeth of unoriginal songs. How many years have you been in football grounds and you've heard such and such is Barmy Army, blah, blah, blah. And the Torre song, Colo, 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 Torre, you know, all of these Torre songs. And then they just adapt it to their own players. Be original, guys. If you can come up with your own songs and chants this year, I think that will make the football experience in this country all the greater. But it's getting like a library in a lot of these stadiums. And I'm putting it down to the lack of unoriginal songs. We need some more conductors and we need some more creativity. What about a new image for Rafa Benitez? You've already uh, mentioned uh, Rafa there, but as uh, Antonio has messaged to say, Rafa, get a new image. Goatees of the 90s. Get the fans on your side. So there you go. There's a couple more, mainly involving Charlton Athletic and the protests. Leicester, just keep going. Adopt the attitude of Liam Moore. He said when asked about the prospect of facing uh, the most high-profile attackers in the Premier League, um, he said, well, they're just names on shirts. So maybe everybody at Leicester should just keep thinking like Liam Moore. (laughs) Well done, Liam Moore. On that note, Claudia Ranieri should make the New Year's resolution of I will not pop any champagne corks just yet. I will put the pizza on hold. Um, Tottenham fans, here's one for every Tottenham fan. I will enjoy it more. You're fourth in the league, for goodness sake. Tottenham fans, I've got a couple of good friends who are Tottenham fans myself. They're glass half full, aren't they? They are renowned for being glass half full. There's always a hesitation there. There's always a, well, yeah, but it'll all go wrong again by the end of the season. Who cares? Just enjoy the moment. I, as a Wolves fan, I'm going to have a, <laughs> I'm going to have a positive second half of the season. Three wins on the trot Ooh. over Christmas. I'm feeling a little more positive. Is it because the club's up for sale, perhaps? Um, here we go, another one. Mark Hughes. Oh, this is a bit naughty of me. But when I picture Mark Hughes in my head, having watched him many a time um, on the touchline, I think he has a tendency to have a face that says that he might be going for a poo. So my New Year's resolution, if I was Mark Hughes, is I must not strain my face anymore. <laughs> like the Phil, famous Phil Jones ugly face. They are, <laughs> it's just, yeah. It's just, he just, he's, he's a face strainer. Well, maybe he gets nervous and it's just a bit of wind. <laughs> um, final one here for Tim Sherwood and Nigel Pearson. I will not be forgotten. Yes, oh. absolutely. Well, one man who'll never be forgotten is, of course, Lionel Messi, but must stop getting inked. Terrible tattoos. So much talent in those legs, but, but, but so awful, such awful, awful choices of, of, of tattoo. Those pretty legs don't look pretty, but yeah, they, they, they obviously do the job. So keep the socks pulled up, the shin pads in and hide that ink. Follow us on Twitter at OffsideRulePod and like our page on Facebook. Simply type in the Offside Rule We Get In. There's only one of us. So as we've mentioned, ladies, it's that time of year where we just need to have a bit of a clear out. We've got all these shiny new things and we've decided that, you know, out with the old 
in with the new. Now, I'm not going to be ungrateful because I really want this, but as I'm sat here, Kate Borsay has bought me a printer, a huge one, to take back home. So I'm taking things in right now. Okay. Well, you know, what's somebody's trash is another's treasure, and, and you, you will make the most of that. But who isn't being treasured at their club anymore? Who just needs to go? Who needs to move on? Should we start with you again, Lindsay? Go ahead. Okay, I'm going to say Wilfred Bonney, straight up, Manchester City. I think there's a few Manchester City players, actually, that could be offloaded this January transfer window. But I'm going to pick Bonney because, actually, he's got my sympathy. Bonney is a player that plays and feeds off confidence. And the longer he stays at Manchester City, the more that is dwindling, the pressure is building. Every time he's given a few minutes, he feels like he's got to score and he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders. And you can tell. And that free scoring, that... That relaxing that you can do when you are a player that knows that you're going to get plenty of game time, he's not getting that liberty anymore. So I think any club other than Chelsea, the club that he's already at, and someone like United, other than those three, there's any team in the Premier League could come in for Bonnie and he would be a 20 goal per season. 20 goal per season sort of striker. Um, I don't think he can handle the pressure of being at one of those top three or four clubs. So I think he... He doesn't want to be used sparingly. He's, he doesn't want to try and force things. You've got to give him that time. But one of the teams within, I don't know, the fourth to tenth zone of the of the Premier League would be great for them, wouldn't he? Well, I'm looking at a Leicester player and I know you probably say that you need to have a big squad in order to, to win the title and if they're going to go on and, and achieve that or even top four. But there's a player that they brought in that I thought was going to shine who maybe will get his chance elsewhere. He's hoping to shine in the Euros in the summer and go to France as captain of Switzerland, but he's not getting his chance. He's 31 years old, so a major tournament for him. Uh, Switzerland might not qualify, of course, for, for further tournaments, particularly when you look at the World Cup. So he's desperate to try and play football. He's had two Premier League starts so far this season. It is Gokhan Inler, the beautiful man that is Gokhan <laughs> in there uh, maybe he could just move to London and just hang out around here and I'll, I'll, I'll fill him full of as much confidence as, as he would like um, but anyway uh, he's been linked with moves to, to Schalke AC Milan and, and other teams abroad and I think he's going to have to go um, Ranieri just isn't playing him when he is the fans are on his back I think he trended on social media after the game the other night with lots of negative negative comments uh, um, so I just think people aren't enamoured by his football and just think actually when he came in oh this is a great name skillful player but actually Leicester City are now better than the player himself would you agree maybe I don't know I'll nod my head along to that one I've got a few here actually but one stands out and this is because he's got previous and I think he should just get out of there stop wasting everyone's time get on and play some football Charles and Zogbia what's he still doing at Aston Villa I don't get it he is a good striker and his agent knows it as well. But all along Nzogbia's career, and I have this on good authority, his agent f- tries to force moves, okay? Tries to overvalue his players, tries to, um, and I'm not going to be too harsh here, but basically he plays the, the agent's game, the game that a lot of agents play in terms of building their players up. Charles Nzogbia's career... I think, has suffered because of this. He's at a club, Aston Villa, where he hasn't been a part of the squad. 
Well, and if you can't be a part of that squad yeah. that is a desperate yeah. squad, that is a desperate club, a desperate yeah. situation, and he can't get in there, it says a lot. And you started this by saying Charles Nzogbi is a good striker. I would argue, I think he needs to prove he's a good striker. He and does. he's certainly not a great one. No, no, he's certainly not a great one. And there, and therein lies the problem in terms of him getting deals, etc. I know that when he was at a previous club, um, his, his agent... Um, <laughs> annoyed a lot of people and I won't say specifically whom but but annoyed a lot of people with the the, the um, goings on there and as I said I think that Charles Nzogbia's career has suffered for it uh, Remy Gard's come out and said that he needs to see more effort from Nzogbia I think we need to see no Nzogbia at Aston Villa get him out of there you know what would be actually quite a good move him going to QPR somewhere like QPR oh, no uh, no I, ju- I just think he'll, he'll, he'll no I, I, I... and Charlie Austin going to Bournemouth Charlie Austin Bournemouth maybe, but I think Charles Nzogbia needs to go to a club that has no other option but to play him on a very regular basis. And I, I and I don't I don't get the fit of QPR with him. I think I think he actually I think he probably needs to go abroad. I think we've probably had enough of him. Look, there's there's loads. Sorry, there you go. Very honest. Uh, there's, there's loads of Sunderland. <laughs> Send him out. Um, there's loads of Sunderland players that I could mention as well. But obviously, um, Sam Allardyce is only going to get a small budget from Ellis Short, isn't he? He's going to have to make up that shortfall himself. Sunderland have oversigned players for too long and there's a lot that needs to be cleared out there. Yeah. I've gone with an Aston Villa player as well. OK, he may be long serving, but I think his time is up. Agbon Lahore, out of favour with Reme Gard. Um, he's been linked with kind of random clubs abroad for big money, which is probably what he'll end up doing. Uh, yes, he's had a few... It, you know, problems with injuries, but I just think he needs to give up. I think he's been there for far too long. It just hasn't quite worked out with him. He's a little bit out of favour. He's in the past, I don't know if it'd be unfair to say, maybe a greedy player and obviously thought more about the money as opposed to the game. That could be an unfair thing to say, but I think he's kind of been happy just sitting around, hoping that things might happen, um, hoping that they don't drop down to the championship, hoping that he'll get his chance. But I just think it's a hopeless time for him. The club bottom of the table, he's either going to have to start preparing for life in the championship and buck his ideas up Mm -hmm. and start playing regular football and, and letting his manager know that he can trust him and that he can still play, or they just need to get rid of him and the big wage bill and and Aston Villa prepare for life in the championship whilst he maybe heads off to Russia or somewhere. Well, the thing that you've both picked up on, both of those players, Agbon Lahore and Nzogbio, is what is their motivation at the moment? Mm. And you don't know what it is. It's questionable. I do believe at one time Agbon Lahore really wanted to play for Aston Villa and was playing for them, but he's not anymore. And he's not playing for them. He probably is playing for his wages. And that suddenly has a difference in, in terms of performance anyway. So... I think mine comes into that bracket as well, my final one. Southampton just offload Mane. He doesn't want to be there. He doesn't, his motivation to play is not to play for Southampton, it's to play for the big transfer. It's to impress other teams. Mm. And what you get when you get a player that's not playing for you anymore as a club, but playing for the next paycheck or for the next move or to impress someone else, is that actually they lose that team ethos. They lose what the whole club goal is Um, and I think you can tell that with him the fact that he's late to meetings and upsetting the manager it's just not on and he's on a big enough wage Um, just let him go as soon as you can don't hold on to him it's time for him to go he's turning up late he's messing people around he's setting a bad example and worst of all that could then start to rock and affect the dressing room um, camaraderie and and the ethos in there as it had 
done with Victor Valdez at Manchester United already when he fell out, of course, uh, with his manager. And at the moment, uh, Louis van Gaal punished him, made him train with, with, with the youngsters, didn't he? And he's just sitting, rotting on the bench. Uh, you know, former Spanish international. He's one of those great players I was excited to see come to Old Trafford, but then wondered if he would ever actually start. Hope that maybe he would get a bit of a run in a cup competition. And if we lost a hair, then we had another experienced keeper. Even if we had lost a hair, I don't think he would have been first choice anyway uh, after, after he'd left. I just think he needs to try and get out. It's been an absolute nightmare and a real shame to see uh, a real legend of the game at 33 years old, just rotting on a bench with no minutes played. I'll check in a couple of championship ones here, mainly because MK Dons will have to offload players. They're the, the poorest club in the league, aren't they, pretty much? So um, if you want to go further down the leagues, I think a couple that they could get rid of. Tom Hitchcock, bit of a journeyman player, not really played much for them at all. I think he spent a bit of time out um, on loan, Fleetwood Town and Stevenage, and that probably tells you where he should be at. The other one is one of those purchases, one of those good purchases in the summer that could have been amazing but hasn't been at all. Sergio Aguza, who? Yes, him. Signed from Real Madrid, Castilla. Um, he's pretty much been a failure, basically. Uh, failed to make any appearance for the club in the league and has made just a handful of League Cup appearances. Was meant to be great, but failed to adapt to the physicality of the English game. Um, and I think probably he should be sold back to Spain. Just not for him. Hi, I'm Jeff Stelling, and you're listening to The Offside Rule. Three women talking about football... I'm used to listening to four old women talking about football on Saturday afternoons, so I definitely prefer this. So here we are, another January transfer window. Woohoo! 12 years. 12 years of January transfer windows, yep. And uh, just summing up 2015, name the top four clubs who spent the most money. Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea were up there. They spent £29.39 million. That was Quadrado, wasn't it? It was. Um, Arsenal bought that Kim Kallstrom, the one who was bought with a broken back. Great, great purchase. (laughs) (laughs) Crystal Crystal Palace were actually fourth. City were top of the list. And yeah, Arsenal and Chelsea uh, were involved in there as well. The top deals, Bonnie to Man City, Quadrado for Chelsea, uh, Gabriel Paulista for Arsenal, Ryan Bertrand, forgetting about him, Uh, Kramerich, Deli Alley. Yes. For Tottenham, Carl mm. Norton, Callum McManaman, uh, Jordan Much, and Papa Soare. So uh, those are the top 10 uh, transfers of the window last year. And the total spend, the total spend um, for all the clubs was £144 million. Now, am I right in saying that a lot of our esteemed colleagues are forecasting? Bigger than that. Yes, I, I, I think. Well, I think it has to be bigger, doesn't it? It, it, it was a fairly quiet window last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Remember. So I, th- I think it has to be bigger. Mm. There were lots of teams that actually didn't buy at all. Yeah. Um, Everton, Liverpool, Man United, Newcastle, Queens Park Rangers, Stoke, and lowly Sunderland. None of them did any business in January. There you go. But we're going to do business this year, and we're going to talk about uh, potentially two of the biggest signings. Um, I've got two signings. One was a big name, not necessarily a big name anymore, but I would like to see him come to the Premier League. And another is a huge name who left the Premier League, who I would like to see come back. So that's just my little tease. Uh, But let's get from you two who you think the big, big deals of this window could potentially be. Ooh, right. Most expensive purchase. I'm going to go for a PSG player because they want big money. Mm. 
and what is everybody in need for? They're all chasing the same position. It's a striker. So you look at you look at different clubs around Europe, uh, clubs like PSG, and you think, well, who's not playing? And you look down the list, and uh, Cavani hasn't been played for the last three games. Could be quite a statement by PSG that they're willing to sell Edison Cavani. Um, I don't think you can knock him at the moment for a couple of reasons, which is why I believe he'll head to somewhere like Manchester United. Uh, Because he's had 13 goals in 26 games this season. So that's a scoring ratio of 50%. In, in a season that he's not been in favour as much as he used to be. And he's still only 27 years old. Yeah. So I think there's a, there's a lot to gain from having him. The price tag that's been supposedly put on his, on his head is 62 million. Now, that's going to have agent talk in there. But I reckon a deal can be done around the 50 to 55 million pound mark. But I, I think that could be one of the big buys and big transfers of this January transfer window. And if you're going to ask me to plumb for any team, I will say Manchester United. I mean, they had Martial, didn't they? Mm-hmm. So um, Edison mm-hmm. Cavani will be next. I was having a little sort of dream moment about Manchester United earlier. And I was just thinking, you know, if a club is to spend and a player is to move in this window, often it's a bit of a journeyman player or a player who likes to regularly move around clubs. So we're talking about kind of a Nelka of old or maybe even Adebayor, you know, players who are comfortable oh, moving. Please do not mention that player's <laughs> name in a, in a transfer. Lindsay's favourite person. But players who are comfortable moving around and in fact perhaps seek that little rejuvenation. They aren't happy staying at one club for too long. And I was imagining whether Zlatan Ibrahimovic has done about enough time at PSG Ooh. and if the call came in to take him to another club, would he go? Anyway, I was just musing about that. Uh, as Hayley mentioned, there is another high-profile signing that's been linked with Manchester United. Whether that will happen or not is another matter entirely. But I'm going to regurgitate an old wish. Maybe this is my heart talking. Could it be my head? I hope so. And that's Marco Royce. He's been linked to Liverpool before. He's made little hints. Klopp certainly made hints. Can it finally happen? Klopp was the manager, of course, who bought uh, Marco Royce to Borussia Dortmund back in 2012. He's been at the club three and a half years now. You cannot fault him. And this season, eight goals in 13 Bundesliga games is a record that you would want a piece of. He's fantastic, whether it's midfield, left wing, still 26, plenty of sharpness, plenty of skill. And he could really be a great person to base your team around because that's what Liverpool and quite a few other teams like United are missing. They're missing that one central focus. They're missing that that sort of linchpin of the side to then drive everyone on. Which might be a good point for someone like Klopp, who's worked with Royce before, who will allow him to do what he does. But when you've had all this chat, which is why I didn't say Bale as mine, Bale to United or Ronaldo to United, Mm. is because I don't think at the moment, the current setup, they've got the freedom to be those players. No. And and, and I I mean, Hayley will talk talk more but I but I think it'll it'll be a wait and see on Bale and I think he's only being linked because there's a new manager there now and you know probably he'll want to return to the Premier League one day but Marco Royce for me um look it'll be around 40 million possibly more something around there um I think it would be a brilliant and inspirational way to get that Liverpool team working as they should be. 
Well, you mentioned, obviously, Rice is 26. You're a player also 27. Mine is a 26-year-old. Both of mine are, actually. Uh, and I am going to say Gareth Bale, because where does he feature now in Zidane's plans? Yes, he said he's not for sale. But as we all know, anybody's for sale. Anybody's for sale. Maybe it's not going to happen this January. Maybe it'll never happen. Maybe he won't come to United because he'll want to come and win the title and play with an amazing team. But maybe, maybe... <laughs> If what I'm thinking, which will be another big signing, will be to do with the managers, Pep Guardiola goes to Manchester City. That's going to happen. Pellegrini will go to Chelsea. Yep, when Gus Hiddink leaves, that's going to happen. And then Mourinho will go to Old Trafford. Mourinho will be the man that will talk Gareth Bale into going and playing there to try and win the title next season. They need a creative spark. They need the big player, like you mentioned, to get everybody else going. And I think that Gareth Bale fits the bill. Two things. I don't think Bell's going to happen this transfer window. No, definitely. Probably not. But I, just, just because I want it to, I thought I would try and mention yeah. it. And second of all, there is a little swapsy that could be going on that could see Bale's final end destination being a London club beginning with C and ending in A. And that is Eden Hazard. I think if Bale is going to move, you could end up seeing him at Chelsea. I was thinking Crystal Palace on what ended in E. No. Charlton. Charlton, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just something that's out there. I mean, that's not me saying anything off the top of my head. It's just the little things that you've, you hear on, on the mill. But I, I, think, I think Hazard being part of it... See, that, that's going to be part of it, I think, for Bale. Because the transfer fee is going to be so huge, it could include a player. And that, that naturally for me would include Hazard. But. Uh, so he's a 26-year-old, as is my, my other player, uh, Alexander Pato. I'm not saying this is going to be a huge move and great things are going to happen, but what a shame that this amazing player who has been riddled by injuries over the last few years just hasn't quite made it onto the big stage in the Premier League. I love some of these great players, particularly the Italian ones and uh, Brazilians coming over. He's on loan at the moment um, from Corinthians. Sao Paulo, he has been linked with a move to Arsenal. And I think that'd be a great move. Uh, I think Arsene Wenger's already had meetings with his agents. This happened a couple of months ago. It does look like Pato at the moment, whilst we're recording this podcast, is going to head to a team in China. So obviously he hasn't quite set his sights on the Premier League. And maybe that says a lot about my analysis of uh, potentially not seeing an awful lot of him because obviously I don't watch football uh, in South America. But I would like to think that a 26-year-old... Um, you know, star of future World Cups potentially. But yeah, he still has the best years ahead of him. At 26 years old, I'd like to see players like this given a chance. But what does it say to you about a 26-year-old who's heading off to China? Now, I'm not dissing China, but Drogba goes to China or went to China at a certain period in his career, uh, went there for a short period of time, came back again. What does it say about a player, a 26-year-old, who's going to China? It doesn't. I, it, it, I just think they it, like China. Yeah. <laughs> it does not smell. No, no, it just doesn't smell right. It's a risk worth taking, in my opinion. To get a risk, fifteen million pounds is quite a big price tag. But I think if Arsenal are going to win the title, with the way that they are with injuries at the moment, mm. they're going to need somebody like this. And why not just get somebody like that in? Could I remember the last time that a club took a risk on Balotelli, a risk that didn't pay off? As I said, it wouldn't. Anyway, a uh, quick one from me to finish off. Leroy Sané. If you've not heard of him, you may well do. He plays for Schalke. Schalke are in a spot of financial bother. They need to clear some players off their books. Could be talking about £30 million for this player. 19 years old. Really, really quick winger. He looks great. We know that Schalke want a summer switch, um, but built the um, German sports paper 
um, have been sort of touting him around a little bit. And I think if the price is right, although he's not the full, fully developed player yet, he's a really exciting one to keep an eye on. Manchester City, possibly Liverpool, possibly. A quick mention, because whilst it's the January transfer window in the men's league across mm. the world. Yes. There is also the women's league going oh, that's on. It's been a good bit of business. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say Dowie. the best. Well, Natasha Dowie, you're right, has gone to Doncaster Bells. Mm-hmm. But the move of the window at the moment ahead of mm-hmm. the new uh, WSL season has got to be Farrah Williams yes. going to It Arsenal. was announced finally today, yeah. but we've heard little, little, little whispers going on there. But it um, be great to see Farrah turn out for Arsenal. Very interesting. Very, very worried about Liverpool ladies, actually. Are you? I, yeah, I, I, I just think, think that um, a lot of their heart has gone. I, I think it's a time of transition, isn't it, for them? It is a time of transition. I just wonder whether they've, they've just about got enough. That they're not going to be fighting for the title this year, but they might just have enough to stay in the league. Mm. OK, well, thank you very much for rounding that off and starting the year in, in such great fashion ladies thank you very much to all of you listeners for continuing and welcoming us into the new year and and, and for putting up with our our podcast and ramblings um, you can of course go to the website there's features podcast European football information on there the offside daily uh, Twitter topic of the week if there are any things that you want us to bring back into the podcast that we might not do anymore let us know we will of course be rounding up uh, the Women's Super League when, when that all kicks off with our regular uh, contributors and if there's anything else you'd like us to do on the podcast just go to our twitter at well within reason within reason at offside rule pod I did want to mention as well because we always we always sort of broadcast to our regulars because we've been a, a bit of an underground podcast for quite a few years. We won the award last year, hurrah! Thank you for that. Um, and we've got a few more that are gradually finding us. Uh, a little mention for Talk Eat Laugh Beers on Twitter, oh. who tweeted us um, and. We were all in this, ladies, uh, saying recently discovered the excellent Offside Rule pod and listened to five episodes on the bounce. Uh, We want more of you, more of you joining us. Oh, wow. So, yeah, thank you very much. And, of course, the Offside Rule is brought to you by Continental Tyres, getting you to the game safely. Yes! Oh, yes! The Offside Rule We Get It is brought to you by Continental Tyres. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.